a picture of a couple all around the internet and they got engaged. They chased a tornado to propose in front of the tornado and we have them on. We'll talk to them later, which is a pretty wild story. We'll also Sergeant Majedic, who we raised a bunch of money for, for from Pimp and Joy trying to build him a house. He was hit by an IED. 80 surgeries. And we'll update you and we'll bring him on and update him. So glad you guys are here. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. The big news is you didn't hear Eddie's voice. When everybody said morning. We'll, we'll do it again. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. There's no Eddie there. Eddie is on the road right now. He's walking West Virginia to Tennessee. Right now he's sleeping. When he wakes up and he starts his travels again, we will check in with him. But right now, Eddie is sleeping. He got out there yesterday and started walking. Hey, Morgan, he's going to be in by when? I believe he's going to be in Thursday. So we think, we think Eddie will be back by Thursday. It's basically a 100-mile walk. And God love him. He's doing it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully his feet stay all in one piece. He doesn't come back with hamburger feet. Hamburger feet. That sounds awful. <laughs> exactly. Ugh, yeah. All right. It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. It's the happiest countdown you will ever hear. Let's go. Number five. A woman who wasn't wearing her seatbelt got thrown from her car in Michigan last week when a guy running from the cops crashed into her. She was pinned under her own car until a bunch of cops on foot got out and lifted the car off of her and saved her life. Crazy. Human body strength. They lifted, lifted the car. car off of her, which is insane. Shout out to the men in blue. Number four. A high school in High Point, North Carolina, had its graduation on Sunday, and the principal honored all of this year's graduates by singing a very solid rendition of Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Again, this is the principal. They didn't know he could sing like this. Here's a clip. And I- Really good. Goosebumps. Number three. A fire broke out in an apartment building in Vancouver, British Columbia on Thursday. An old lady couldn't get out by herself. So neighbors picked her up and carried her down 15 flights of stairs. No one was hurt. Wow. Do you think they put her on their back like a piggyback ride? Or do they hold her like in their front arms? I mean, piggyback would probably be the easiest I don't for know, me, but I think but... that would be hurt. That hurt old, oh, somebody true. old. Yeah. You, then or I guess... a fireman carry over the shoulder? Mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. There has to be a reason why they do that. Number two. A 63-year-old guy in North Dakota skipped his niece's wedding this month to go gamble in Las Vegas. And now he will have to buy her a nice wedding gift because he won $368,000 in a poker tournament. Oh, wow. I mean, I mean, the good I news know. is he won, but it's weird he skipped to go play. I know. And then now it's a, it's a news story, so it's not like... I mean, I'm sure if you win that big, word gets out. Huh. Yeah, you better buy her a nice gift. That's, we're going to keep it in the countdown, though. Here we go. Number one. Number one. Three women at a nursing home in New York just had a joint birthday party because they're all best friends. All three of them turn 100 years old this month. What? That's amazing. Here they all are introducing themselves, and they sound great for 100. Uh, hi, I'm Ruth Schwartz, and I'm 100 years old today. My name is Betsy. I'm 100 years old. I'm Lorraine Corello. I reside here at the Appia, and I am 100 years old. Wow. Sounds like a club, though, in the background. Yeah. They're partying it up over there. Milk of magnesia for everyone. That's right. All right, close it up. There you go. That was the Good News Countdown. You're asking, when are we going to talk to Eddie? 
He is walking West Virginia to Tennessee. He started yesterday. He is sleeping right now. We will check in with him as he restarts his walk uh, about an hour or so this morning. So we will check in with Eddie when he wakes up and he continues his 100-mile walk. First, let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. I work in an office environment with a bunch of people around my age, late 20s, early 30s. Now that it's summer, I'm noticing some of the women I work with who I follow on Instagram are posting beach pictures, hanging out in their bikinis. Some are kind of sexy. I've been second guessing if it's okay to hit like or not. Kind of feels weird, but obviously they're posting it. I'm a single dude. Don't think I'd personally ever date a coworker, so it's nothing like that. I just want to know if you think you can hit like on a coworker's beach picture. Do you think that's grounds to make it weird at work? From Jacob K. Okay, you're making squinty face. Well, I'm trying to decide if it's weird or not, and I guess I'm landing on that it's not. But then I'm thinking, hmm, if I was in a bikini and I posted it and Eddie liked it, or you liked it, or Lunchbox liked it, it might feel a little bit weird. Well, why would you post it then if you're if you're going, Excellent I'm point. only going to be selective on who I like to like me? Excellent point. But you know what? You're asking someone, I, I don't really post bikini pics. But I would say it's probably okay. I think it's okay, too. Also, I think from his side, as long as he's a single guy, I would say there's something to worry about liking bikini pics of other girls if you're in a relationship. Yeah, because your other person might notice and that would get weird because yeah. it's a coworker. But I would think if someone posts a picture they want to get likes, especially if it's a... Bikini pic. Yes. Let's go over to Morgan on this one. Morgan, what are your thoughts on this? You're 27 years old. If you posted a picture in a bikini and all the guys here at work liked it, would you feel weird about it? No, I wouldn't think anything of it. I'm like, those are my coworkers. They're just supporting me in my life. I would not think twice about it. It would never even come to my mind that they're trying to be, like, provocative in any way. You think Jacob's okay to like his coworkers' sexy beach pictures? Yes, absolutely. I mean, if he starts, like, DMing them or something, yeah, it might get a little weird. <laughs> or, send it, or if you comment, like, Or maybe like, fire hey, emoji, you probably can't do yeah, that. Yeah, like, you just want to send a nice little like, cool, no big deal. Oh, comment. Well, I will say Mr. Raymundo over here likes to comment on mine sometimes and do the little water emojis, and it gets a little weird. Oh, because you're thirsty? Yeah. And his wife often will comment and be like, Ray, get off, stop doing this. And he has stopped in his ever since he got married. I don't think I've Thank seen you. I've seen him happen. <laughs> Thank you. So he has gotten better. Ray comments on everybody's all the time, and at times he turns into like a bit of a troll. But they're funny. Yeah. Well, for like a year, I blocked him from my account. I forgot about that. But you're back on now. Yeah, I went through phases, and now I try to be very lighthearted and funny. And you do every time somebody on Sports Center's account posts something, Ray is in the comments on the Sports Center page. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm huge over there on Sports Center. What do you mean you're huge? I'll get 400 likes sometimes. Does that affect your following at all? Do people ever follow you? Follow you? Uh, nah, nah. Those sports center guys—they just stick to sports. Yeah. They don't like morning shows. He's also that way with Sam Hunt. Like if Sam Hunt posts, there's a Ray comment right there. Do you take pride in your commenting? I try to do it offhand quickly, yeah. so I mean it's not like it's well thought out. But I mean, when it gets liked, you're like, wow, they actually appreciate and think that my post was funny. That's cool because uh, I thought it was funny. Jacob, go like away. We've just determined that that's okay. But, but no comments. But no comments. Yeah. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Okay, Morgan, now's the time where you tell us where to go and send an email to the mailbag. Mailbag at bobbybones.com. There you go. Okay, so what happened? 
Well, I was driving down the street and there were sirens. So an emergency vehicle was approaching. Ended up being a police officer that desperately needed to get somewhere. But cars around me were scrambling. It's like some people didn't know if they were supposed to pull to the left or the right or what was supposed to happen just to get out of the cop's way. Sometimes, though, it is confusing if you can't get over to the right. Let's say you're in the left lane of a four-way. It's, you can't get over and there's a car behind you. And you're like, do I go? Should I make it easy and just pull over to the left? Like, I understand how it gets confusing sometimes. It was. I have to admit, I was even a little confused as to what I was going to do. It wasn't a highway, but it was a three-lane road. And some people were just kind of stopping where they were because they just didn't want to even move. And unfortunately, two cars next to me hit each other because of it. I wonder whose fault that is. I know. That's the thing. Like, it's very, it was very hard for me to even tell. And I was thankful that I, I kind of like wasn't a part of it because I could have been because yeah, cars were just kind of swerving and then stopping and they just little bump. I mean, I'm sure everybody was fine. It didn't seem like there was crazy damage, but still such a bummer. Yeah, that stinks because you're just like, oh gosh, I got to move and I can't, mm-hmm. y- you're trying. Nobody did anything wrong is the hard part. I know. I wonder what the law is on that. Right, because they were trying to get out of the way of the emergency vehicle. I hate songs that have little sirens in it too. I got into a funeral procession. Didn't realize I was in it. And I look around and all the cars are behind me. There's a, and so I just pulled off on a road that I wasn't supposed to go down. And I just pulled in and just went. And I, maybe the person in front of me or behind me was like, well, hey guy, you're not going to the funeral. But I did. I got in it and had to get out. But Amy's now been in a wreck a week ago and saw a wreck. Yeah. Thankfully, I dodged this one. Whew, that would have been two, week, two, two wrecks in a row for me. Did you almost wreck? No. Uh. But, I mean, I was right close to it. Had I been in the other lane, the car may have hit me. But uh. Hey, I was right close to it. <laughs> I was. Yeah. Bobby Bonchamp. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Kane Brown shared an unreleased song on social media called I Can't Love You Anymore. One thing that I know for sure is I'm gonna love you till I can't love you anymore. Kenny Chesney announced the rescheduled dates for his Here and Now stadium tour. He'll head to 19 stadiums kicking off in Florida on April 23rd, 2022. Charlie Daniels lives on in a new album of duets along with some of his famous friends. It's called Charlie Daniels and Friends featuring tracks with Dolly Parton, Brooks and Dunn, and Darius Rucker just to name a few. It will be released exclusively at Walmart on July 16th. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Elizabeth and Jake's reception had just begun as the bride's father was giving his speech, and he was interrupted as he was giving a speech with news of a fire. The cottage next to their wedding venue was in flames, and during the reception, everybody had to evacuate. After abandoning the reception, they went back to the church where they just got married. No one was hurt in the fire, and while they were there, the community pulled together to actually save the reception. The chef from the venue took the 120 partially cooked meals and had staff prepare them at the restaurant next door. So they all went to the restaurant. Someone found a resort with some event space that was just empty. So they said, hey, can we come here and do this? They carried all the boxes and flowers real quick. In less than an hour, they had completely built back the reception, all thanks to the kindness of strangers that were around. There were no cars and everything was done on foot because they were on an island where they were having all this and nobody got hurt in the fire. So it's just a bunch of people coming together. I tell you, we went to Caitlin's sister's wedding and Caitlin's dad gets up, and he's a really funny guy. And he gets up, and he's like, hey, I'm going to give the speech here. 
and basically did like a 10 minute comedy routine and just crushed. And I was so irritated because yep. it was so easy to him. It seems like her whole family's super talented. It's so dumb. They're all funny and athletic and he just gets up and crushes. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, he like, they do a big boomer sooner in the middle of it. He does a whole tribute to his wife as well. It was there. Are you going to take him on the road with you? No, because he'll outshine me. You don't want to take somebody better than you out there with you. All right, that's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What are illnesses you think you could call in sick? And not here, because I don't care why you're sick. Just don't come in. Just If you're sick, I don't need you. Okay. Stay home. Yeah. But a real job, what's an illness you think you could call in sick and get away with that for sure the boss would believe you? Flu. You just go, hey, I have a flu. The I flu. have the flu, yeah. Um, when you're calling in sick, there's a good chance your boss knows you're faking it according to a story. But they talk to a thousand bosses. These are the illnesses that your bosses are most likely to believe. Flu didn't make it. Okay. Because flu is like you got to prove it and it's going to take eight days to fully bounce back from the flu. Mm. So think about that. If you got a call into work and you need something believable, but you only need a day or two off. You were bit by a snake. It's an interesting, interesting thing to say. Or a spider. Because you're going to need to show me that. Oh, yeah, true. Golly. I I don't know that a boss can demand you show it to them, but. (laughs) Well, then I say it was in a part you can't see. (laughs) A migraine. Oh, okay. Can't prove it. Yeah. Can't prove it didn't get a migraine. And they're pretty painful. And they can only be a day. Mm -hmm. Number two, you just say, hey, I can't get off the toilet. Oh. Because there aren't a lot of questions that are going to be asked after that. Okay. Number three, your kid is sick. Oh, man, you're using your kid. Okay. That's a good one, though. Number four, body chills. Okay. Because, again, could be anything. Can't prove you didn't have them. Don't always have to go to the doctor and get a note if you just have body chills. And then number five, elective surgery, which is kind of a... Elective surgery, mm-hmm. that is not a reason to miss work. I guess if, you're, if you electively did it, then you need to take time off, right? I would say so, yes. Like vacation days or personal days. But apparently that's one of the top things that, that bosses go, okay, well... I get what? it. But elective is weird because you elected it to do you, it. On yes, a- it's not like it happened. That'd be like if I called you up one day and was like, sorry, I'm not going to make it to work. I decided to get my nose done. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was watching with Caitlin the Kardashian reunion with Andy Cohen. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it where no. he asked all the questions? No. It's a hardcore. He goes right at him. Oh, okay. And bef- at the very beginning, he's like, hey, we, we said there's no questions off limits. You guys don't know what I'm going to ask. And then they're all sitting there on the couches. And he's like, okay, Kanye, tell me about this. Who wanted the show to end the most? And Courtney's like, I did. I don't want to do this anymore. And then it was like, he asked Kris Jenner, who is the hardest one to manage? And it's- Who is it? Courtney, because Courtney's like, I don't want to do this stuff. Mm, I can see that. Courtney's like, I, I say no to everything. And then if I do say yes to something, I'm like, tell me everything about it because I don't want to do it. Which would make it difficult for a mom who's like a manager. And then Kylie is the one who's the easiest to manage because she's just chill. Mm. But it was all, they were all up there talking about how they got famous back in the day. How Kim didn't actually tip off the paparazzi, but she would always go to where the paparazzi was. Oh, uh huh. They talked about Kanye. She's oh, like, I'll have to watch it. I don't even watch the Kardashians. Me neither, but I'm interested in that. And I was suckered into it because I was working. And Caitlin's like, well, if you're going to work, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And so I would work, but she was watching my eyes and I would act like I was typing and I'd be watching the screen. She's like, I see you watching this show. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, though. And it's kind of a weird mix because Andy Cohen usually interviews the housewives. Yeah. Not the Kardashians. So it's like a pretty cool crossover. I like that. I like him. I like his interviews too. But Kanye was there? No, no, no. They were just talking about it. Okay. They talked about everything. All right. Nothing was off limits. You're crazy. Oh, no. I don't care anything about the Kardashians. Very excited to get back on the phone. Army Staff Sergeant Jerry Majedic 
and his wife, Mariella, who we talked to a couple of weeks ago. We learned a story, and by the way, I think they're on now. Uh, Sergeant Majetic, how are you? I am doing very well. Thank you, sir. Yourself? Hey, uh, doing pretty good. Again, an honor to talk to you, and just to let our listeners know his story briefly before we give you the update here. So he served 20 years, including a stint in the Marine Corps before being honorably discharged while riding in a convoy. What's, what was crazy to me was because of your job, Sergeant Majetic, where you were uh, basically someone who went into these areas um, in these countries and formed relationships with people. Am I right about that? Because of that job, they targeted you. Yes, yes, absolutely. What exactly was your job called? Uh, psychological operations. I was a tactical team leader. And so while riding in a convoy, his vehicle was struck by an IED, severe injuries, uh, burns on more than one-third of his body, over 80 surgeries, and we talked about it, and we said, hey, if you guys want to help out uh, Sergeant Majetic, we're going to put our Pimp and Joy line up at bobbybones.com. It's a 4th of July-themed um, whole, whole set of clothes. So the update is, Sergeant Majetic, we've teamed up with Building Homes for Heroes, and as of this moment right now, we have raised $137,000 yeah. so far to build you a home. It's <laughs> incredible. Mar- Mariella, I know you're on the phone too. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. When I say that number, $137,000 to build you guys a home, that's so far. How does that make you feel? Um, I have a lot of emotions about that. I think that, you know, we've taught our children to work for everything that they receive. So for uh, to hear that so many Americans are spending their hard-earned money towards us for a home, it's incredibly emotional. Well, I would say... That you guys have worked for this. Yeah. I mean, you, Sergeant Majetic, you went and you served our country. You were targeted for doing the right thing. And I hope that you guys feel as a unit, as a married couple, that you're getting what you, you're not even getting what you deserve, honestly. I don't think we can ever repay you for the service that you've done for this country. So, you know, as you say that, I hope you feel that way and know that we on this show, meaning the people in this room and our listeners that listen to the show feel like it's our duty to make sure you're taken care of. So we are, are, are very excited to update you with that and to let our listeners know that if you order by June 24th at bobbybones.com, you can get it in time for the 4th of July. So so Mariella, Sergeant Majetic, this was just a quick update call to tell you that we're working in your honor. We're excited. We are privileged to be doing so. And we just wanted you to know that we're still here, still here supporting you and you know we're rooting for you. Thank you Thank so you much. much. You know, I'm honored to have served our nation and the grateful, you know, the gracious people of America. So thank you. To the B team out there, you got another couple days to get in on this. $137,000 right now. Listen, I'd be happy if we reached a million. I'll be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're on oh, our yeah. way there. That ain't going to happen. We already did a million. But uh, all seriousness, thank you for serving. This was an update we wanted to give you ourselves because we're just so proud to be involved and we cannot wait for you to get this home that is made specifically for you and your needs. So, uh, Sergeant Majetic, Mariella, thank you for your, for your few minutes this morning. Thank you thank so you. much. Thanks for the update. All right, Take there care. they are. There's an update. Let's do it. Woo! Let's raise that money, though. Let's get yes. a little bit more. <laughs> Go to bobbybones.com and order your any Pimp and Joy stuff goes to this. Yeah, all Pimp and Joy, not just patriotic and red, white, and blue, but what's special about getting it in time for 4th of July is you'll you're probably going to be doing something and you'll be able to wear something that is really representing an American hero and helping him out. And it can be a conversation starter. And you can maybe tell your friends and family that you're barbecuing with that day, like, hey, this shirt or this hat 
went towards Army Sergeant Jerry Majedic, and this is his story. And then that way, it's just, it's not lost on what we're actually celebrating and the freedoms that we have. Love it. Mm -hmm. You guys get on it. Uh, great to talk to them. The Show. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So if you're looking to put yourself in a good mood and you want a little mini getaway from life, apparently a music festival is one way that you can do that. Uh, if you've got like a, a day full of concerts and people and events and activities, your sense of happiness goes up. As long as they don't factor the parking situation when you go to a music fest. Oh, yeah, true. That's the worst. Like having to park. Uh, but yes, I agree. So do you have any festivals you're going well, to? Well, I've never been much of a music festival guy my whole life, but because I just don't like that many people. Like before the pandemic, I was already pandemic minded. I Meaning like I don't want to be around people. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about Bobby Fest because Eddie and I are playing that. Um, the first one's in Texas and New Braunfels. It's all day, two stages, and the second one's in Wichita. So I think just to be at one is going to be fun. Um, obviously, I already a music festival, but I think just the... I, I don't even want to go to festivals. I just want to know I can go to festivals. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Also, now that you know most people aren't wearing masks, it makes me kind of want to wear masks again. Why? Because now I, I would wear masks before the pandemic happened. I would get on an airplane and wear a mask because I don't want to catch somebody's flu. Yeah. It wasn't about you know, COVID. And so, but now everybody's with no mask. I feel like I can wear one without people judging me. Mm -hmm. I mean, they may judge me like, oh, look at the masker. But I don't care about that. Yeah, you don't care. Now don't they're care. not going to think I'm dying of some illness. So that's a, an exciting thing about things getting back to normal too. All right, what else? Well, I have country stars and their side hustles. So I'll, how about I name the artists? You tell me if they're, you know their side hustles. Go ahead. Uh, Trisha Yearwood and Martina McBride. Uh, cooking shows. Boom. Uh, I didn't know Martina did a cooking show. Yeah, she does. I knew Trisha did. Okay. Tim McGraw. Uh, Tim McGraw, he wrote a book with some political guy, and he does the gyms. Yeah, he's got his gyms. True Mav. Mm -hmm. Eric Church. Eric Church, uh, oh, he's an aviator standing on the side of the road where he sells used aviators to people driving by. <laughs> no, furniture, no. furniture. Yes, yes. Furniture, yeah. His home collection is called Highway to Home. But I don't think that's a side hustle. I think he probably just licenses his name out, and then they do it. I thought he was, like, making the furniture. Oh, maybe <laughs> made, like, one chair. All right, what else? Uh, Keith Urban. Keith Urban, his side hustle, huh? Huh, Keith Urban's side hustle. I mean, this is kind of maybe in alignment with, like, uh, what'd you say about Eric? Oh, did he license his name? Yeah. What is it? Guitars. Guitars? Same thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, he, he's he would not, do a home shopping. No, he's not, obviously. <laughs> okay, I'm going to run through some myths that people still believe because these are false and we should no longer be believing them, okay? okay? All right, goldfish have a three second memory. That's false. Well, yes, it is. They huh. can actually remember things for months. Well, that sucks for them then because all they remember is the dang ball we put them in. A penny dropped from the Empire State Building could kill you. I, I think it can hurt you, but it, it doesn't continue to increase in speed all the way down. Like, what we know is that it falls, hits a certain speed, and stays at that speed the whole time. So it's not like if you dropped it from higher, it ends up putting a hole in someone's head. Right. They yeah. definitely say it might hurt, but it's too light and doesn't have enough mass to right. actually kill someone. The color red sends bulls into rage. I believe, if I'm correct, that the red of a cape is when if, if uh, somebody gets gored and the blood gets on the cape so you don't see the blood. How did you know that? More than the bull. Because I used to wonder, like, is red like a fire color? Because I can only really see reds. It's, it's my good color. I'm so colorblind. Okay. And so I think that came up. And you just, like, searched and it I, up And one I remembered day. that. Yeah. Is that okay. true? Yeah. Well, bulls can't even see red. And the capes that they use are traditionally red to hide the blood stains. Yeah. Boom. Uh, okay. You ever see a, a, a bullfighter get gored? No. Don't Google it. Okay, I won't. It sucks. 
You should pee on a jellyfish sting. Oh, this one I did not know. You shouldn't? I thought you should because, I mean, on Friends, Friends yeah. they did that. But Obviously. it can actually make the sting worse. You should really use vinegar or rubbing alcohol. That might help better. But you may not have any right on the beach. I know. But, I mean, the peeing is just a, it's a myth. So it's not going to make it better. And then lastly, you'll get cramps if you go swimming less than 30 minutes after you eat. That's not true? No, that's just what our parents told us. Hmm. I guess. I, don't uh, know. I mean, I didn't really have parents. and I still knew that. So there you go. <laughs> Why do, why do you have to do that? Why well, didn't I knew it too? Okay, right. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. So back in 1975, this woman, Colleen Diston, out in California, was in her early 20s. She went to see a movie. Her wallet fell out of her purse, and she never really knew it. But it's been in that theater since then. And it was recently recovered because they were renovating the theater, and they found it in a crawl space. And a guy put it on social media and was able to find Colleen because inside there wasn't any money, but there was a Grateful Dead concert ticket from, like, 19... 75 and then old photos and her driver's license which expired in 1976 but she was super grateful to get it all back because she said it was emotional but also special to see some of those memories like the photos and the concert ticket what year did she lose that 1975 crazy that stuff didn't disintegrate like some of those pictures well it was like protected probably inside the wallet you know where she should send those pictures Oh, Legacy Box. Legacy Box. Oh, she right. should use code Bones. Legacybox.com slash Bones. Save, the code save bones. a little bit. That's right. Uh, that's a good story. Because most people may have just thrown the wallet out. Yeah, honestly. no, but he he took the time to track her down. Even looking at the year, he might be like, eh, this is kind of a long shot. It's, it's 2021, so why am I going to even mess with this? But it's super cool. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. All right, some voicemails from over the weekend. Here is voicemail number one. I have been living with this dude for about a year now. He hates the show because I always talk about it all the time. But right now, he says he's going to start listening to it for the next week just to listen for Eddie going on his walk. Good luck, Eddie. Love the show. We will check in with Eddie in about the next 15 minutes. He is up. He is walking. His goal is to get from West Virginia to Tennessee this week. So we'll check in with Eddie coming up in just a few minutes. Here is Brooke and Lucas from Florida. Morning studio. I was just calling because my five-year-old, um, he loves your show and he just wanted to tell Maddie something. I love your morning corny and your other stuff. Thanks. Have a great day. There you go. Love the morning corny, Amy. Awesome. We'll get to that in about 30 seconds. Here's one more voicemail. Morning studio. So I have a quick question about Breaking Bobby Bones. I bought it on Amazon because I don't have the Hulu Live. Do you guys get credit for that? How does that look for you? I don't know. Let me know. Okay, bye. We do. I do. Thank you. Thanks for buying it on Amazon. That that helps as well. If you don't have cable, buy it on Amazon. Love it. Thank you. All right, over to Amy with the morning corny. Let's go. The morning corny. Well, today my doctor told me I was colorblind. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The results were completely out of the purple. <laughs> Oh, out of the blue. <laughs> Colorblind, out of the blue, purple. <laughs> you know, not one of the stronger ones that we've what? ever had here. I thought that, I laughed. See, sometimes I laugh in my head before I say it, and then those are normally the ones that don't yeah. hit well with y'all. <laughs> and I'm colorblind. That should be like relatable humor. I know. You know? I thought you might want to use it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Uh, there you go. Thank you. That was the morning corny. 
I was reading this story online about this couple. They're both meteorologists, I believe. They're on now. Hey, Tom, Ray, are you guys there? We are. Yeah. Are you both meteorologists? Ray is an actual forecaster. I'm just in the in the fun land of middle management now. Hmm. <laughs> well, all I know is I'm reading this story, and they got engaged in front of a tornado on purpose because they love weather so much. So tell me the story here. And, and Tom, was this all a surprise to her? This was a surprise, but with a caveat. So we had both saw that we wanted to be engaged in front of a tornado. It was separate thoughts that we never talked about. And somehow we made it all the way out to southeast Oklahoma without her realizing what was going to happen that day. Do you just think, Raya, that you're going out searching for a tornado? I mean, is that like a hang out at the park for you two? <laughs> you just go chasing a tornado somewhere? I was like, yeah, let's go on an adventure. I'm, I'm up for it. And I had no idea. I just wanted to dress comfortable, be able to see a tornado, but we were on the only tornado in the United States that day. And what were the odds the tornado was going to happen there? I mean, obviously, you know odds more than anyone. You're both meteorologists. You're a <laughs> forecaster. Did you think, okay, there's an 80% chance of a tornado, and did you point to a screen and tell anyone else there was going to be a tornado out there? So our friend Rich and I, we were talking about it that morning, and we're like trying to find a spot that was perfect for it. The chances were very low that something would develop, but... We were looking for a really good structure, and Tom can divulge into why we were looking for that. So my buddy Rich and I agreed that if we saw something that was going to be really photogenic, really beautiful, would make like a nice photo on the wall for years to come, we would go for it. So thankfully that storm gave it to us, and then it gave us our first tornado. It was just kind of the best of every world there. And then the tornado's up, and there's a picture of him proposing. He's down on one knee in front of her. Crazy. With a tornado. Are you nervous at all that a tornado is somewhat close to you as you're proposing? Rhea is a very, very good meteorologist. So she and Rich put us in a position where that tornado wasn't going to get within us for at least an hour. We, we were in a really safe position off to the side of the road, away from everything. It was a good, safe spot. I have never seen you so nervous before. You were trembling, and I didn't see the tremble before the proposal, but after it was very apparent. Yeah, I would imagine he's more nervous to propose than he yeah. is about the tornado. <laughs> That's what I was saying. As someone who's proposed recently, I still remember all those feelings inside, like, oh boy, here we go. And so, did you know she would say yes, Tom? I was pretty confident that she was going to, but, I mean, we've been dating for four years, and I know that she's well out of my league. So, I, you know, if she had decided, eh, maybe I can find uh, another guy, I wouldn't have been hurt. I had a four-good year or a good four-year run with it. Um, <laughs> I was somewhat certain, but you never know. Ray, are you on TV right now? Are you working for, like, what, what is your job? I am an operational meteorologist at AccuWeather, so I do a lot more behind-the-scenes work where we forecast and internally warn for all United States, Canada, and Mexico. So very well-rounded with that. So if I got a little scared one night, I'm like, there's a tornado. I could just hit up Ray, up, obviously with Tom listening in, <laughs> and be like, hey, how am I doing tonight? Am I going to make it? And you would be able to tell me pretty much yes or no? I think so, yeah. That's kind of what my job is, to tell people what the weather's going to do. I can't tell you how many trains that woman has kept on the track, how many auto manufacturing facilities she's saved from a tornado. <laughs> every every night that I get to, to go home with her, I, I feel like I'm going home with a superhero. Aww. Well, look at you two. You have the coolest engagement photo I've ever seen. There's a big tornado in the background uh, that he proposed. She said yes. They're here now. When's, do you guys have a plan for the wedding? This is no surprise to you guys that we are planning to get married in May, which is obviously tornado season, um, two years from now, so May 2023. Uh, if we happen to see one, that's great, but we aren't planning on doing any chasing that month, hopefully. Well, oh. maybe we are, Tom. What do you think? 
I feel like she just uh, tossed it to Tom know. for a weather. All right, Tom, over to you. Uh, Tom, what's happening over there? <laughs> hey, listen, you two, congratulations. Uh, super excited to talk to you. It's it, it's wild what things kind of go viral, right? We thought we were happy just to have our company share a story about us, and we found our picture in the, the Sunday paper. And this week we are totally overwhelmed with everybody caring as much about this as we do. It's, it's, we we kind of feel blessed with it. <laughs> Tom and Rhea, yes. they're engaged in front of a tornado. There they are. Nice job. We always we love love. We love love. All right, you two. Uh, we'll see you. Are you getting married in like 10 years? That's cool. So I guess we'll catch up after the marriage. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys on. so much. The thing that stands out to me is they're waiting two years to get married. Is that not a long time? I mean, it seems like a long time to me, especially if you already know, but I'm sure they have their reasons behind it. All right. Good to talk to them. <laughs> He's finally awake. He's finally up and at him. Let's check in with producer Eddie right now. Eddie, how are you, buddy? Bones, I'm great. I'm ready for day two. Uh, yesterday, Eddie arrived in West Virginia as he's walking from West Virginia to Tennessee, just like the George Strait song says. From West Virginia down to Tennessee. And I was watching, you had to start yesterday so he could make sure to get this done this week. And where, where did you start? Like, what was the plan? You drove where? I don't know. It was in the middle of the mountains, Bones, and it was just all we saw was a sign that said leaving West Virginia, whatever county it was, and then going into Virginia. And that's where I started. It was literally one foot in and I was starting my walk. I but saw that it was no. Yeah, I saw it was, there complete, was no, yeah. completely dark last night whenever you you finished. Yeah. So Scuba had gotten to where I was in, uh, in uh, East Tennessee. He got there a little late. And so we were already starting late and I was worried. I was like, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do? I, I really, I called you and told you, dude, I, I probably only have like seven hours on it because we had done the, the math and it was going to take about six to seven hours to get here. And uh, if we had gotten here late, I would have had to start late today and that would have made today. So to give you an idea, today is a 23 mile walk. Wow. So <laughs> if I would have been late, it would have been ridiculous. And I don't know if I would have been able to do it. Okay, I don't know what you just said. You said a lot of stuff there. I didn't quite keep up with it. However, today you have a 23-mile walk. 23-mile <laughs> walk to my next stop. What time did you finish last night? Uh, we finished about 11.30 p.m., wow. our time. And what town are you in now? Because I'm looking at you on camera, and I see a bunch of 18-wheelers around you, cars around you. So you're somewhere. I'm in Claypool Hill, Virginia. Are you making your route known to folks so they could walk along, honk for you? <laughs> I mean, I think there's really no other way to get to Bristol from where I'm going. So from Claypool Hill to Bristol, I think people can figure out where I'm at. 23 miles today. How many did you walk yesterday? I walked 16. Are your feet okay? Yeah, man. Steve was just like, hey, let's get a bucket of ice and dip your feet when we get there. Because realistically when i got back i mean i was hurting my feet were hurting my legs were kind of cramping up a little bit i did an ice bath on my feet soaked them for a little bit and i woke up today feeling great are you already on the move like it looks like you're bouncing around right now but are you walking yet so i'm not walking yet i'm at my starting point and scuba needs to get some gas so we wanted to call you before we even did all that okay well get gas Hey, Scoob, unmute yours for a second, because you're driving in the car behind Eddie, and you're going about one mile an hour, it seems. That's got to be just extremely frustrating. Yeah, it is kind of frustrating, but the car that I'm driving, the Hyundai Tucson, it's pretty nice. It has that uh, that cruise control where I can cruise around one to two miles an hour and make sure I'm a safe distance from Eddie. <laughs> All right, we'll check in with you guys a little later. All right, man. All right. 
Did you catch that early stuff he was saying about being late? No, I didn't. But I think it were Eddie's positive attitude is in our favor because some like stuff like this, a lot of it is mental. And I feel like he's going to have a good odd attitude throughout, so that's going to help keep him going. I think Eddie gets a little less positive as this goes along. Okay, well, that's going to be my my prediction. I do think that you know it's it's mind over or matter. So he'll do it. Yeah, and I was watching a recap video that he put up on his Instagram, and he saw a bear. Oh yeah, hey Eddie. Oh, I'll tell you what. We'll check in with you in a little bit. Okay. We'll check in. He's a baby bear. He actually recorded the bear running across the road walk, I, as he's walking through the woods. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, that was a while. I don't yeah. know that it was a baby baby. I think it was a, a well, whatever. medium-sized black bear that crossed right in front of him. Okay. I, I was nervous if it was a, a cub, if the mom was nearby. But, I mean, yeah, I didn't think he was. People said he would encounter bears, and he literally encountered a bear. On the phone right now is Lily, who is in Georgia. Lily, what's going on? Hi, I've been out of town, so I haven't been able to listen. I was just wondering what the walk Eddie was doing was for. Well, so a long time ago, like four or five months ago, we were talking about George Strait's song, Carrying Your Love With Me, and Eddie pops off and goes, well, that ain't very far. If you're going to carry your love, carry it farther than West Virginia to Tennessee. And it was just a little bit. He, he said it, a little controversial at the time. So I say, okay, then, wise guy, why don't you walk from West Virginia to Tennessee? And he didn't take the challenge straight up. He said, I'll do it for money, and we'll donate that money to uh, National Angels, which is an organization that works with foster kids because Eddie is a foster parent of two kids. And so I said to the listeners, if we can raise $10,000, Eddie will walk from West Virginia to Tennessee, except we raised $60,000. Over. Yeah, yeah. And, and still slowly climbing. Mm-hmm. So Eddie now has to live up to his word and walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. And so that's where we are now. Eddie is on day two of the walk. Day one was yesterday, which was Sunday. And then day two, today's his biggest day, which is 27 miles, 23 miles. What do you say? 23. 23 miles. And so he's got to do that today. So that's the whole story, Lily. How do you feel about that? Well, that's awesome. It's for an awesome cause, but it'll probably teach him to watch what he says. It won't. I'll tell you, it will not. No one on this show has ever learned to watch what you say. So, but hey, thank you, Lily, and we will talk to you soon, okay? Hopefully. Call us back sometime. Bye bye. Eddie's outside of a McDonald's right now. Oh, is he getting food? He's literally standing outside of a McDonald's. Eddie, can you hear me right now? I guess I don't have him. Well, I'm, I'm watching him on camera, and he is outside of a McDonald's and a Fast Mart. Uh, Laurie in Virginia, you're on. There the- we go. Oh, there he is. Eddie. What up, Bums? What'd you have for breakfast? I saw you outside of McDonald's, but I also saw you eating Frosted Flakes. It doesn't look like you're really nourishing your body right now. (laughs) No, no, I had the old continental breakfast from the Holiday Inn. Hey, listen, there is no better sausage biscuit than a McDonald's sausage biscuit. Yeah. So I'm just saying. That's what I'm talking about. I saw you sitting in the front seat of a car with that that plastic bucket of Frosted Flakes (laughs) going hard. Yeah, yeah. I I got a little turkey sausage and I got some scrambled eggs with a biscuit. And then top it off with some Frosted Flakes. Why not? All right, we'll check back in in a minute. We'll go over the hobby hat in a second. We'll all check in and see how we did, including Eddie, with our hobbies we drew from the other folks. Uh, Laurie and Virginia, you're on the show. Laurie, how are you? Hey, we are great. We're so excited that uh, Eddie is in our neck of the woods. I'm the director of the Townsville County Chamber of Commerce, listening to you on 107.7 Kick Country. So we are so excited that he is in our neck of the woods. So welcome to Townsville County. Eddie's giving you a thumbs up right now. 
Awesome. You can't hear him, but he says thank you for the call, and he's going to continue walking. All right, hey, thank you for the call. Glad, be, thanks for being so so nice to our friend Eddie. Protect him. Yesterday, I almost <laughs> got eaten by a bear. Yeah. <laughs> On the phone is Laura in Kansas. Laura, how are you? I'm good. Good morning, studio. Morning. morning. I just want to know if George Strait has ever responded to this walk. Not that we know of, and not yet. I also think he probably hasn't heard about it, because we've we've not made an attempt to reach out. Oh, I tagged him on Instagram, but he probably doesn't run that. So. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't run his own page. No. <laughs> uh, so as of right now, no. I would think if Eddie finishes this walk from West Virginia to Tennessee, odds are that we hear from George Strait's about one and four. Yeah. If he finishes, I don't think it's 50-50, but I think there's an outside shot. Someone can get to him, tell him. I don't think he would care except for the money that was raised for charity. Oh, absolutely. So I think there's a shot that we would hear from George Strait, a shot once Eddie finishes his walk, West Virginia to Tennessee. Yeah, well, I also think that he might think it's ridiculous that someone was challenging his lyrics and then actually, like, carried the love. And yes, the money part, too, but that's what I wonder. If I I was an artist and someone's actually, like, doing my song, like, physically doing something in my song, I would think that was cool, regardless of money. We will... Hopefully, talk to George Strait, end of the week. Yeah. That would be amazing. One in four, though, is where I, where I put the odds, Laura. Thank you for calling. Uh, thank you. All right, bye-bye. A hobby hat update coming up in just a second. But, Eddie, I do want to talk to you about uh, the bear that you saw yesterday because I was watching your Instagram story, and you literally were able to shoot, not shoot with a gun, like with your phone, record a bear crossing the street in front of you. Where were you when that happened? Yeah, that was probably about an hour into the walk. And, man, I, I just it was up ahead on the road, and it was just standing on the road. So it gave me time to get my phone, and I got it quickly and shot it. And as soon as I got my phone out, he started going back into the woods. But I heard Amy saying that was a baby bear. Amy, that was no baby yeah, bear. Yeah, it was no baby oh, bear. bear. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at it on my little phone. I don't know. <laughs> it looks small, but still, how cool. Yeah, I would be worried Amazing. the rest of the walking that one is going to come. Like, once I saw that my head would be on a swivel looking for bears the whole time. <laughs> for sure. Anything I heard in the woods, I like got my hand on my knife because I did take a knife with me just in case. A knife? Okay, I mean, I guess it's good to have a knife, but what about, did you get any bear spray? No, oh. just my knife. Do you expect, well, you would lose a hand-to-hand fight with a bear. I don't care how many <laughs> knives you have. I know. <laughs> did, uh, did you take a gun with you at all? Uh, don't worry, Bones. I'm protected. Okay. I'll say that much. Listen, he's got to walk through some pretty nature areas mm-hmm. and some extremely uh, rural areas where mm-hmm. different kinds of animals could come after him. You never know. Yeah, or he, how does he ever know if he's trespassing on somebody's land? But you don't shoot them. <laughs> they shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Okay, but he might need to protect yeah, himself. If you trespass, shoot up and be like, you don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, hey, if, if the county road is considered trespassing, then I'm in trouble. Eddie's walking West Virginia to Tennessee right now. Do you think George Strait will reach out, Eddie, if you complete your task? You know what, man? I just feel like after, like somewhere in the middle of the walk today, I'm going to feel a little fatigued. And I, I would get a little energized if George Strait called me and said, hey, man, you can do it. Why do you want him to call you? We won't be able to hear that as a show. <laughs> well, well, forget you guys. I want George Strait to talk to me. Well, he can call us. I mean, George calls, he can... So we can get Eddie on the line. Eddie wants him to do it at like noon today. We're not even on the air. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Eddie, have, you haven't started yet, huh? 
No, we just tapped up the, uh, the gas tank and we got a bag of ice and we're ready to head to the starting point again. So Scuba Steve is following him in a car. They slept in the hotel. They didn't finish till late last night. And this is day two. Eddie has 23 miles to walk today. Uh, okay, how, how long until you start your walk? I would say about 10 minutes. Okay, well, let's do a segment then. Let's do the hobby hat. Let's do an update. Just a quick update around the room. We all drew someone else's hobby. And I'll go first. I had to watch Teen Mom because of his lunchboxes. And I watched the first episode. I told you I finished that. And yeah. I was like, okay, I'll start. The-. I watched about half the second one. And then I just, I was, I was just on my computer. I just, it feels creepy for me to watch these young teen couples. Although one was t- 19 or 20, maybe 20. But they just felt, it just felt like I shouldn't be watching Teen Mom. Yeah. Like I'm an adult man. And I'm watching something that probably an adult man in his 40s shouldn't be enjoying. So you were tempted to like it, but you thought, no, oh, be- I really wasn't. You you didn't give yourself a chance. You got distracted by looking at things on your computer. If you would have just put your hands in your pockets and that way you're not typing on the keyboard and you would have <laughs> paid attention to the show, you would have liked it. It's sort of like in class when you get distracted because the teacher's talking because there's other things. You got to give yourself a chance. Take away I the did. distractions. I watched at Man. least an episode and a half. No distractions. And also, if I'm watching Team Mom and I put my hands in my pockets, Caitlin's going to wonder, what are you doing mm-hmm. over there? So I'm probably not going to do that. It's not for me. I gave it a shot. I watched two episodes, which was more than I, that was in the bargain. But I watched two episodes. Not for me. Just felt creepy. Amy? Well, I don't think I would have really known that. Well, I mean, I guess I know it is hurricane season, but Atlantic hurricane season, it starts in June and it ends in November. Amy had weather. She's supposed to watch oh, yeah. weather because that's what Raymundo does. Ray watches the re- weather channel for fun. And I thought I would just give everyone a little summer recap of what to expect. And just heads up, this summer is going to be hotter than usual. And that will lead to September and October also being warmer come fall. Great. Yeah. Did you enjoy the weather? No. Okay. It's not my thing. I mean, there's some interesting uh, weather videos on YouTube of like extreme events that are kind of where nobody got hurt, but that's about it for me. Morgan, I see you brought something in with you. Oh, yeah. I have show and tell happening. Um, I finished my diamond wow, art. Wow, you did it. Oh, that looks terrible. It took me Eddie's hobby is diamond art, where she takes these little bitty beads and makes art, and Morgan, did, let, what is that, some sort of like It's an elephant. elephant. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I did not spend 20 minutes a day on this. This took me like 15 hours this past <laughs> week. And I don't even, I will never do this again unless I have time on my hands to sit and do it. It was enjoyable, but I will never do it again. Eddie, and you think this is relaxing, huh? Oh, my gosh. It's the best. You sit outside with a cup of coffee doing that stuff. It's amazing. But she did a great job. I know you can't see it, but she did a fantastic job. Okay. Maybe you frame it and give it to him for Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's the gift. That's the gift. Yeah. I'll, I'll sign him. My, my little artwork. Raymundo, what was yours? Yeah, I was boxing with uh, Morgan number two, and I went to title, and I did that class for 50 minutes. I threw way too many punches. I busted up my knuckles. You can maybe see it in the video screen. I What do you want me to do? Go slap the bag the rest of the week? I couldn't do it anymore. I don't think it's you threw too many punches. I think it's you threw too many wrong form punches. That's really what it was, honestly. Yeah. And I don't know if I was... Uh, those gloves might have been just beginner gloves, and I was maybe throwing too hard of punches. I don't know if there was padding in okay. those gloves. Like, Come look okay. at my knuckle, bro. <laughs> bro. Throwing too hard of punches. Uh, lunchbox? I had bird watching from Amy. And let me tell you, you see the same birds every day. Like, I mean, the same couple of cardinals would come to my backyard, and so I don't really understand. They just use you for the food because once the food's there, they're gone. Like, the food's gone, they're gone. Isn't that, and, what, isn't that kids, though, too? They don't hang around. Kids, friends. 
Yeah, but the longer he does this, the more word will spread and different types of oh. birds will arrive. I was going through my chart and I know that I've spotted 16 different types of birds in my backyard. Wow. Which is a lot. Hey, word will spread. Yeah, they word, talk. Word of mouth. Okay, yeah. Uh, finally, Eddie, you had to uh, listen to the Razorback Daily Podcast, which you drew mine. Yeah. I'm a fan, man. I love it. I'm telling you, there is something so special about the Arkansas fan base. And uh, th- <laughs> these guys, they talk all about sports, but they're so positive. They, they just had a terrible baseball season, but they're so positive. Now they're on to football. They're talking about track and field. They're talking about Olympic trials, and uh, it's it's great, man. And to know that Quinn Grovey, I guess he was a big quarterback back in the day, huh? Yep. So, like, to know that he's still talking Razorback football, he's a lifer, it's pretty cool, man. All right, we all did it. We've all experienced other hobbies. It sounds like Eddie's the only one that wants to keep on. The rest yeah, but of us, will he? <laughs> no, he probably I won't. <laughs> it's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Megan Tresnack is a registered nurse in Michigan who left her job to raise her two kids, but she wanted to be, you know, still involved with patients. And there's a cancer center right down the street from her house. And she's like, what if while they're getting chemo, I make them care packages so they have something to do. So she raised them some money, made 100 kits with like crossword puzzles, word searches and candy and things like that to give them something to take their mind off the chemotherapy. That's nice. Yeah, that's awesome. I'd like one of those even if I'm not sick. Mm-hmm. Like, who doesn't like candy and crossword puzzles? Who on this show does crossword puzzles? I do. I It's a you. Bit. I do. I knew it was somebody weird who did crossword puzzles. Yeah. And not that that's weird to do, but you do them as weird. Yeah, I started doing them uh, a few, maybe six months ago because uh, they say it keeps your brain active and I'm scared about that dementia stuff and being Alzheimer's and I, my grandpa would do it every day. He would get the newspaper out and do it and his mind stayed sharp for 80 something years and so I'm like, man, I'm scared about going down that path because I do nothing. I watch reality TV <laughs> and so my brain is rotting and so I was like, you know what? I tried the New York Times. I got like two words. I said, I can't do that. So I do the USA Today crossword puzzle every day. Is it a little simpler? A lot simpler. Like Monday is so simple, you can get it in like five minutes. Oh, you finished the whole thing? Yeah, it's like... But do you Google stuff? No, I don't Google. But, but it gets harder throughout the week, right? It does, but I do have like... How on do you the, know that? Because I've been doing them a little bit too. You dabble? I, I even bought a Guys, book. Time March is on for yeah. this whole show. Well, no, wow. listen. My new crossword puzzle book that I bought is large font. Oh, so, well, see, this one, I do it on the computer it. because it has spell check. So if it if I get a letter wrong, it highlights it red, and I'm like, oh, okay, go back. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, that's what's her name again? Megan Tresnack. Megan Tresnack, that's, that's awesome. You doing something that's more than just about you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. What's happening, friends? Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for calling. You can hit us up if you want, 877-77-BOBBY. That's our phone number. 877-77-B-O-B-B-Y. On now is Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. Thanks for calling the show. What's going on? Good, good morning. Morning. Um, last night, I watched Breaking Bobby Bones for the first time, and you are awesome. Like, that is so cool to help people out when they're in need. Oh, thank you very much. I did a, I worked on a towboat, and then I, I drove an 18-wheeler, and was equally bad at both. But yeah, there were uh, quite moving stories. Like the people I w- the whole show is about the people I'm with more than any task or job. It's always about, you know, adversity when it hits people and how they react. And yeah, it's a little dopey when I'm trying to do their things. 
But, you know, it's very much like a people show and, and highlighting fantastic stories from people who have really climbed themselves out of, of situations. But I appreciate that, Jackie. Which one did you like the best? Um, I really liked the towboat. Yeah. It was dangerous. They pulled me off that thing a couple times. Did you see that where he's like, get out the way, you're going to lose your foot. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, thank you for the call. That's very nice of you, and I appreciate you telling me you watched it. Thanks. I also want to thank you for, I drive from Bon Aqua to Nashville every day and listen to Bobby Bones the whole way there. That makes my morning. Well, oh, thank nice. you. I'll tell him. I'm just kidding. I am him. <laughs> I am him. I am him. Uh, well, thank you, Jackie. Have a wonderful morning and a great week. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. And if you guys want to watch, you can watch it on the Nat Geo app or you can get it on Amazon. You can buy episodes there. So thank you very much for all the calls. Let's go over and do the news. Bobby's Big Stories. A recent poll found that one in five Americans have seen a UFO before. So maybe a few people out there don't think this lady is absolutely nuts. A woman named Abby claims that aliens abducted her from her bedroom a few weeks ago. And now she's in love with one of them. Oh, no. Okay. Well, see, this is where she loses me with her credibility. Well, she loses me at the beginning where aliens took her up. I don't believe that. You really going to... Which part? The love part? The, yes, that's where she... That's the where she lost you? No, I mean, she lost you with the taking her up. But still, you hear of that happening, and you know there is that Unsolved Mysteries on No, Netflix. I know, I hear you. But so, even then, I think they're, they're... I'm not saying that they're... I mean, it's, oh, that's tough for me to believe. Listen, maybe it it's is. the book I'm reading right now, mm-hmm. but it's it's got me interested in aliens. She claims... Oh, I am too. I'm completely in. Oh, I'm not completely in, but go ahead. She's in love. She claims she heard a voice in a dream tell her to wait by the window. Okay. So she sat there the next night until a flying saucer swung by, picked her up with its tractor beam, and brought her on board. Mm-hmm. And there were five aliens on it, but she only connected with one of them. The alien said he'd take her home if she gave consent, so he was a gentleman about it. Cool. And she wasn't ready to leave Earth yet, so they brought her home 20 minutes later, but now she regrets it. And so she says she's got an overnight bag ready mm-hmm. and keeps waiting for him to come back. Okay. How do we know aliens would be him or her? Right. They may not be. They don't have the... Would they They don't have to have wieners and vaginas. <laughs> so I'm telling you, you've got to read Project Hail Mary. And I don't have to, but... Well, no, you should. It's really good. <laughs> I know. I'm saying I'm very interested in what's happening, right? Bigger than us. But I just struggle with someone saying they were picked up by a flying saucer because we only think flying saucer because it's like movies from the 60s. But also because of accounts that people have given. Not recently. That's, they're always like little, little like uh, triangles. Oh, okay. Anything we see now is not flying saucer. Okay. I think she. Let's let's check her. Let's do a blood test on her. All right. <laughs> what are you testing her blood for? There's a lot of substances. <laughs> oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Uh, she tried to change her nose, and then she almost lost her nose. Here's the story: A woman narrowly avoided losing her nose and mouth after contracting a flesh-killing disease from a botched filler operation on her face. She has since put out a PSA warning others to steer clear of the dangerous beautification procedure. Oh, my gosh. Quote, it felt like I was living through a nightmare. She got some filler put into her nose, and then all of a sudden it started to hurt real bad. She said she hated the shape of her nose, so they put it in there. And she said, well, they didn't really tell me the potential dangers. And then she went home that evening, felt pain and pressure, checked her face, and it was cold, like ice to touch. And then she called the surgeon, and I was like, they're like, I don't know. But it turns out it was a, now it's a flesh-eating bug inside of it. Oh, my gosh. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know people put filler in their noses. Second of all, it didn't. Oh, it looks awful. I'm looking at a picture right okay, now. It well, looks awful. I don't okay. want to see that. Take, I got to take it off the screen. Oh. It I mean, looks, like, it, it looks like, like someone dropped acid on her nose. 
and all burnt up. Oh, was it like a back alley plastic surgeon or? No, I don't think so. I think it's just one of these surgeons mm-hmm. that do work to your face. Scroll up again, Mike. Let me see it again. Oh, let's see it again. <laughs> a woman receives hundreds of Amazon packages that she never ordered. Her name is Jillian. She had been having an Amazon issue. She was like, uh, I don't know what's happening here. I got 12 packages the next day, 14 packages the next day, 17 packages. Over 100 packages came. And she was like, these are not for me. There was no return address on them. She opened them up. It was all kinds of stuff. But they were like, yeah, we don't know. Just keep them. Really? Yeah. She wow. finally got off the list. And at one point, she thought her partner was ordering these packages. Yeah. But they're like, nope. I'll... They said, I'm not doing it. So anyway. Well, I mean, it's either annoying or awesome, depending on what's inside. Her house... With all these Amazon packages, looks like our house with all of our wedding registry packages. Oh. Which we're not opening yet. Which is a good feeling. We are going to open them. And as we open them one by one, we're going to write a thank you card as we open that one. So you're thank you carding it as you go. As we go. Okay. That's smart. Because I don't want to open them all and then be a thousand thank you cards away and feel like I should never get started because I'm never going to get it done. Yeah, because it can get overwhelming. And also, I don't want to have a bunch of empty boxes that we're never going to get rid of. Because if you have 20 boxes, you're like, how do we get rid of them? We'll just throw them in the garage. One box at a time, you break it down, put it in recycling, away it goes. So this is going to be a whole event. By 2024, we'll have all this stuff done with all the thank you cards written. Yeah. But that's what we're doing there. All right, that's the news. Thank you. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. Let's go over to Eddie for one second. Eddie is walking from West Virginia to Tennessee. It sounds like he's on the move. Eddie, is that true? I'm on the move. I'm about a mile in right now. So, 22 miles left today? Yeah, something like that. How are your feet from yesterday? So, I remember I said they really didn't hurt and they felt good because I iced them. As soon as I started walking, it started to hurt a little bit. Ooh. Is that a race car track? Or, um, so, I, I'm, I'm walking on the highway now. So, I mean, it's pretty heavy traffic. Is but anybody it, honking at you? <laughs> yes. So, that's cool. A guy, a guy named Tony just stopped. He's a listener. He wanted me to tell you guys hi, and he said, you can do this. So I got chills when he told me that. And where are you? Again, what's the name of the town? I'm just outside of Claypool Hill, Virginia. And yesterday, Eddie walked starting late afternoon all the way until 11 o'clock at night. Uh, total distance yesterday? 16.3, I believe. That's a Not pretty bad. significant first day. And he's doing 23 today. Hopefully he gets here, or he hopefully he gets into Tennessee by what? The end of the show Wednesday? That's the goal? That's, that's okay. my goal. I, I want I mean, we got to be on air right when I finish. Yeah, yes. For sure. Yeah. yeah so can that you means imagine he finishes at like 3 p.m. on Wednesday? Yeah. We'd we, be like, why we, we, put up, we put it up as a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Uh, yes. So get to walk in. We'll check in with you a little bit, all right? All right, man. All right. There he is, Eddie. You can follow him at Producer Eddie on Instagram. You can watch him kind of stream it at bobbybones.com. He just goes into areas without very good cell, so it's hard for him to sometimes stream it. But bobbybones.com to watch the stream, or you can follow him at Producer Eddie. Had a really great weekend. Caitlin's parents were in town because we were having a couple shower, which, by the way, I didn't know people did couple showers, but we we had a couple shower. Um, Caitlin had one back in Oklahoma that was her, and so we had one here that was both of us and so because of that, they came into town. And I've said on the show before, like, the future in-laws are not what I expected in that growing up watching TV or movies, people are always annoyed with their in-laws. Like, I actually 
look forward to Caitlin's parents coming and staying with us because we have a good time, which is not what I expected. Now, Lunchbox, I know you have a bit of issue with your in-law sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's early in your relationship. That, that's what I was going to ask. Absolutely. Did you really like hanging out with her parents before you got married? Yeah. I mean, they were cool. Everything was cool and calm. And once you get married... Then things change. The dynamics change. They start getting, oh, we need more time. They get a little greedy and needy and, oh, you're not doing things right. And, oh, why don't you do this? So when it when you get married, the dynamics change because they you can't go anywhere. You're trapped. They can show their true colors. So you're telling me I'm getting the honeymoon phase right yes. now. Yes. They're getting, they're, they're, well, represent- yeah, you know they're representing themselves well right now. I'll take it because we had a great time. They came in. We had a little, little party. And we we didn't have to open gifts, which is great, because I don't like having to sit there and open gifts in front of everybody, especially gifts you already know you're getting, which I was confused by. Because Caitlin's like, hey, we, people will bring us gifts. And I was like, great. And she was like, it's stuff we've signed up for our registry. Well, yeah, because it's for like, your wedding. But you know, I know what we asked for, and but we're still going to open it and be like, look what we got. Because you even know what we had, you know? Yeah. So I'm super thankful we didn't have to open gifts. We just had a great night, like three hours, hung out, talked. We ended up watching... Um, some of the College World Series, which is still tough for me. But then we watched uh, basketball, just hung out, ate food. It was great. We had a great time. And so I'm very happy that they came in for the weekend. Weather was good. Like, I sound like an old man now. I'm like, we had food. And then food, you, you golfed with her dad, like, one-on-one? or Yeah, that no, not one-on-one. But we, we the four of us played yesterday. Oh. But it was like 100 degrees out there, too. But it was fun. I had a great time. I didn't know that I'm on borrowed time with, with the good times. Oh, yeah. Just get ready. You'll, you'll start coming in here going, man, her parents are coming to town again. Great. They're here every weekend. Oh, my gosh. Like, they won't ever leave. Well, they live a little too far for every weekend. Uh, you think that? You think they live far enough away? But no, they still just show up. Hey, we're here for two weeks. Two weeks. No. Get out of here. Your in-laws have come for two weeks before? Oh, yeah. They just drop on in. They, Dad can work from anywhere. Her dad can work from anywhere? Yes, he can oh. work remotely. And oh. so it's like, all right. I mean, he has stuff. No, no, no. This is He can stay here, and his office will ship him materials to my house. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, that's a lot of fun. But you have kids, so that's probably super helpful. Like, I would love that. Uh, my- he's working. He okay. ain't taking care of the kids. Yeah, he says, oh, hi. And then when it's time for bath and stuff, here, you can have them back. Like That's what they're supposed to do. They wake up in the middle of the night. When Grandma and Grandpa are here, I thought they would get up with them. No, that's still the parents' responsibility. Well, I was feeling pretty good about this weekend until I got taken back uh, to Earth here. Man. But you felt the same way about, like, as I did? Yeah. Ah, oh, crap. Because they never came for weeks at a time before. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I had a good weekend. Lunchbox has robbed a little bit of that, mm. but I had a good weekend. Uh, Eddie is walking West Virginia to Tennessee right now. Eddie? What up, Bones? Were you hearing that conversation? I did. It's hilarious. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> I, I just I, I, Lunchbox is right to a certain extent. All families are different, obviously, but he's right. There is a honeymoon phase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to look at the honeymoon phase and enjoy it less because I'm being told it's a honeymoon phase. Yeah, well, if it gives you any hope, like I've always had a great relationship with my in-laws from pre-marriage to even now. So I guess there is hope for you. Eddie still loves his. Mm-hmm. I do. Cool. And he's ending it there. (laughs) Well, you want me to talk more about it? I love them. They're great. I do. They don't. They never stay for more than a week, though. Thank goodness. A week. Thank goodness. Like, why do y'all have to throw in little jabs like that? (laughs) 
because you do have like a structure in your life and when people come in that structure is gone you're like all right time to move out guys let's go eddie was not able to come to the couple shower because he was driving over to west virginia to walk to tennessee but the only two people i really didn't talk to at the couple shower were mike and amy and at the end amy was like hey you didn't talk to me and i was like i see you i see you every day <laughs> and it feels like you have to go around and talk to everybody because they came for you. Because I don't talk to Mike either. Yeah. Well, Mike doesn't talk that much in, in general, mm-hmm. but it, I didn't say anything to the – and really not – I mean, almost none to Ray either. And that wasn't anything personal. No, that's just how a party is. Usually you bounce around however you vibe. That's just how it happens. I never went and talked to a specific person. You don't need to do that either. Well, it was too – I see you guys every day, and there are people there that I don't see that often. And so now I'm starting to think about the wedding, and I'm like, that's all I'm going to be doing all night. Just feeling like I have to go talk to everybody. Well, you can Except also for the people just, that I already see all the time, and I can ignore them and be like, wait, I see you every all the time. You can also just take it in with Caitlin. Like, I'm sure, but yeah, your wedding is going to be very different. <sighs> okay. I mean, that shower was like 15 people. So your wedding's like how many? <laughs> A lot more than 15. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eddie, where are you at right now, buddy? I'm exactly two miles down the road. 21 more miles to go today. Let's go, baby. And and an officer, actually, I've seen like four cops, but one officer pulled over, rolled his window down and said, hey, I just want to let you know we're on your side. You can do this. Oh, I love that. You can watch Eddie walk, which I don't know if there's anything more boring than just watching somebody walk, but you can check in with Eddie. That's what it's about. Check yeah. in with Eddie. Go to bobbybones.com because he's streaming while he can. But at times he loses cell, and so then we just upload the stream, right? Yep. Every updated live stream that he does will be on the website. BobbyBones.com as he is walking. Eddie, I see people are still donating money to your cause. Yes, they're still going. I haven't seen the number lately, but I got a text message from the the National Angels telling me that donations were still coming in, so that's amazing. Morgan, where is that link? Do we have that link? Oh, yeah. That's up on the website, too. It's in all of the same same area, same blog. It's all up there at bobbybones.com. Okay, you guys go check that out. Eddie, keep walking, buddy. All right, man. I miss you guys. You've been gone a day. Yeah. <laughs> miss you, too. <laughs> all right, so Lunchbox tossed a dumb debate of the day, and he said, do you eat food while going to the bathroom? And we're all supposed to debate this. I don't know what the debate is. Me either, but speak your piece, Lunchbox. No, the debate is, can you eat food while you go to the bathroom? Because <laughs> I take food into the bathroom with me, and my wife tells me that is gross yeah. and disgusting, and that no one eats in the bathroom. And it's not like I'm taking a plate with a fork and knife and setting it on my lap. It has to be handheld food. Oh, so even like better. <laughs> a, so like a bar, a sandwich, something like that, cookies, whatever it is, it has to be held in your hand. You don't bring a plate, and you just eat it. Why you're going to the bathroom. And I think it's killing two birds with one stone. You're hungry and you nature is calling. Well, you're kind of being back to equal. No, yes. I'm, this conversation is disgusting. It is disgusting. And I, the answer is no. No. If, you, I don't even take stuff to drink in there. Even if it's what? in a, I leave, I, I go into the bathroom, there's no food or drink allowed in. So, dumb debate of the day. Like, and is, are you hungry then? Yeah, like, why, why must you eat right, right. then? Right, you could wait. You're hungry. Oh, let's say I get back from a run and I need to eat something, but at the same time, okay. I have to go. Mm-hmm. Will you hit them both? Hit them both. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I hit them both. Grab a bar, grab a cup of water. No, I'm saying both bathrooms. Mm. One and oh. two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. You sit down. No, oh, come on. Okay, we're okay, good. Okay, let's debate. Okay. Will you eat while you go to the bathroom, Amy? No. no. Raymundo? Eat, no, drink, yes. 
y'all psychotic? Like, what is this? Are y'all, what? I've never heard of this. Morgan? No, I will not do drinking or eating or anything while on the toilet. Like, no. Yeah, I, and I don't take anything in with me. No. Food, drink, not allowed. Who it's do basically we work with? the the skating rink, the floor. No food or drink. Mm. When you're in the bathroom on the toilet, don't take anything that you're gonna eat. Uh, Eddie, who's out walking right now? What are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny debate. Uh, I've done it for sure. But so, why? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. But you know what? As soon as I do do it, I'm like, ooh, that's not cool. I shouldn't do that again. But then you do it again later when you forget that you shouldn't do it again? Of course, yes. Uh. So your answer is no or sometimes? No, the, the answer is no. It's disgusting. Don't do it. Okay, there we have it. Okay. We have four no's, one drink, and one yes. To food. Four no's, one only drink, and then one you can do everything. Food and drink. But would you, if you had a plate of food and you really had to go, yeah. would you take it for? I would. Okay. If I had to. If it came to that, yes. You can't starve yourself. No, but you can wait five minutes until you come out the other side. Yes, exactly. Well, I don't know what you guys are doing in there only for five minutes, but... But do you need to plan your your meals around that? Sometimes. That's disgusting. Yes, I'm like sick to my stomach. Yes, that's disgusting. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Baltimore, Maryland. A man felt like he was having a heart attack. Ah, I don't have a ride to the hospital. He looks, he sees an ambulance sitting there. He jumps in and drives it to the hospital. Well, he was having a heart attack. Wow, he was. I he mean, was. so then it's excusable, right? So what happens to him? They said they don't know if they're going to press charges. I'm going to go no. Yeah, no. He was desperate. This life or death. Right? Yeah. If he was drunk, <laughs> you press charges. Or... If he gets to the hospital he and he's done that, but he just had a panic attack, right? Right. It's clearly he thought something was wrong and he was dying. Are so we he, missing anything here? Yeah, no. He said he was ahead. having, he felt like he was having a heart attack. I guess the EMTs were eating in a restaurant. He, they're inside. Elizabeth! The- Elizabeth! Because also think about it too. He could maybe steal any other car, but stealing the ambulance, he could get to the hospital faster. Yeah, because it was running. You know, I guess they leave it running. I don't know. Well, but yeah, they do pe- leave it running. People get out of your way too when you're driving. And he jumped in. Only if the sirens come on. <laughs> oh. I don't go screeching out of the way if there's just an ambulance <laughs> well, pulling up behind he, me. He hasn't oh, said yet if you yeah. put the sirens on. Well, that's a good one. What, what state is this? Maryland. Okay. Where are we on? We're on in Baltimore. We're on in D.C. Well, it, this is Baltimore, so. Okay. okay. To the <laughs> ambulance prosecutors. If we have the story correctly. If the story is right, leave this guy alone. You would have done the same thing. If you were hungry, would you not steal food? Of course you would. We don't wish that upon you, but of course you would. This guy had a heart attack. He drove himself to the hospital. Which is actually quite impressive. What's his name? I don't have a name. Free the guy that doesn't have a name. That's what we say. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here's a voicemail we got from Janet. Morning, studio. I was just calling because I know Eddie has started his walk today, and I was just looking around to see if by any chance you had any kind of live feed anywhere where we could watch him walking talking about how it's going for the whole time we could live stream it morgan what's the option if we want to go and see eddie walk so if they want to see him walk go to bobbybones.com i'm switching out all of the live stream videos that he's putting on youtube but he can only do like every 15 minutes or maybe five minutes or so because the service is so bad he's in extremely bad areas for wi-fi and for sale huh yeah so he can't do like a constant live stream but every time he does a new stream i put it up on the website and just swap it out so they can keep as updated as he is so bobbybones.com 
And then it's on our YouTube page. Yep, okay. those two places. And subscribe to our YouTube channel if you guys have an account. Then you can just see them pop up there. Eddie, how you feeling? So you're, you're walking. How, how many miles you got done so far? I feel good. I'm probably about six miles right now. I, I feel great, man. Like, there's no pressure today. I feel like I have all day to do this, so I'm basically taking a nice little stroll. And I asked the question, how many miles do you got done? Mm-hmm. In case you're wondering. It's okay. Yes. Oh, oh nice. Long weekend. Didn't sleep. <laughs> Didn't sleep well last night. All right, so you have about 18 more miles? Yeah, yeah. If you put it that way, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm just doing the math. You said you had about 23 before the morning started. Okay, there he is, Eddie. No. Not listening very well, but he's, he's walking. He's walking. All right, Eddie. Talk to you soon. All right, man. There he is. Uh, Amy, what's going on today? Um, I just have a couple of meetings and podcast stuff and, well, also therapy. What about you? Uh, let's see here. Caitlin's parents are leaving oh, today. Yeah. They may have left during the show. Oh, okay. Which is very sad. Had a great time with them. Um, we have a wedding meeting today at oh. the house. What, is, what are you doing at it? I'm doing stuff like helping plan a wedding. What do you think I'm doing? Oh, okay. Uh, we have, I got to work out. I have a bobby cast with Ashley Cook. A pretty decent day. I got to get a nap. I slept like two hours last night. So did not sleep well. I don't know what happened last night. But just, maybe I ate too late. But that still, that, but still, that's, you don't, you don't get two hours of sleep when you eat too late. You get five hours of sleep when you eat too late. Maybe you're nervous about your wedding meeting. No, no, trust me. I'm not, I don't <laughs> even know what's going to happen, to be honest with you. Uh, All right, that's it. Thank you, guys. Uh, Tomorrow, Eddie continues his walk. We will see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.